Welcome back, everybody, to the Chips and Bits podcast. Woo! Your, your favorite video game podcast. I'm your host this month, Matthew Anderson, saving you all from another terrible intro from my best bud in the whole world. Oh, Kenny Myers. Also, this isn't, Myers. Our mur- this isn't our murder, our serial killer podcast? Nope, not yet. Uh, that's, that's Chips of Skin, not Chips and Bits. We got to get some more sponsors first. That's true. Um, yeah, fortunately, it's no longer a million degrees in Seattle, so uh, I'm happy to be here to talk about horror games with happy you. Happy to be here to talk about weather, too. Like, I haven't gotten enough of it from everyone who doesn't live in Seattle. Yeah, totally. Uh, people come out of the woodwork to see if you're okay. Yeah, I have a, a couple of people at work were like, hey, are you doing all right? Yeah, I got a couple of messages uh, from friends that are just like, we haven't talked in like a month or so. They're like, hey, are you guys okay up there? I'm like, of course I'm okay. I knew this was coming and prepped on my house. So yeah, we're going to talk about a horror game today. Before we get into it, a little bit of housekeeping as always. You can find us online, chips-and-bits.com. We're also on Twitter. That's just at chips-n-bits. Mm. Facebook's the same, at chips and bits. Patreon's different, though. Patreon is patreon.com slash chips and bits. a little different. It's a little bit different. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk this month about the new Resident Evil, Resident Evil 8, also known as Resident Evil Village. It's Resident Evil number 8. It is not titled Resident Evil 8. Right, I know. Uh, they came up with the name Village because um, Village has 8, the Roman numeral 8 in it. I don't know if that's true. I mean, it is that's, a village. Absolutely. That's, that's how they came up with it. Okay, it, fair enough. That's fine. I can, tell, I can tell because every time you see the words, they outline the Roman numeral eight in the village. So right. that's how I know. That's how I know. Okay. Okay. So let's dive right into it, Kenny. Who, who wore it best? Wait. I need to do uh, the title. Or sound oh. stuff. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. How about we stop and let me play this fucking song and then we'll get to this goddamn podcast, okay? And we're back. Uh, what was with the weird staticky sound in there today? There wasn't a weird staticky sound. Hmm, maybe it's just me. I think we're having connectivity issues, but don't sure. worry. Our 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 podcast recording is straight from source. It's just our uh, um other things that may have issues. Yeah, the live stream. The live stream's gonna have all the issues. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're doing it live. I want to start with a really important question that I need your your particular opinion on, Kenny. Okay. Um, what was better? Giant wasp nest spider vagina mom. Uh-huh. Or giant zombie baby slug. <laughs> you mean baby? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like uh, I loved both of them equally for their own thing. I mean... To be fair, giant wasp vagina mom from Resident Evil 7, which is what you're referring to, yeah. uh, 
was more of an action oriented, like a chase baby was very slow and dark and very moody. And Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about why I love this game. It's like such a fun B movie to play through. Even the plot (laughs) is just so bad, but, but it's so fun. Like I, I like everything's so well designed. Like it's like, but it's Resident Evil, so of course, like, it went off the rails right around, I think, five is when it just, like, went to fucking, like, essentially, werewolves are in this, and the reason they're crazy is because of a virus. You know, everyone, it's a virus that allows for all this mythical elements. Like, it's such, like, it's such crappy storytelling, <laughs> which at this point is, like, what makes it fun? It's like why people go and see Fast and Furious movies, right? It's just like there's certain elements of it that you're just like, this is hilarious, uh, what they've decided to do. Um, but I actually thought that this game was a really well-polished experience. It definitely had some drag points, um, again, towards the end, like the 7 did. But I felt like it was a much more... Uh, the problem with 7 is like it kind of farted out right at the end Mm -hmm. like that was one of our big complaint about seven but i thought village while it didn't go as strong in the end it was at least like concise and like uh the factory being the longest pain point i think uh and it was always like interesting and uh, like there was always like fun things to see uh and ridiculous monsters and um it was challenging enough um at certain points um, there's a couple of bullet sponges. Woo! Getting my yawn on. Uh, but it's just so, f- like, fun. The world, the setting, the different areas, even fucking frog guy, uh, like mm, the yes. giant fish dude, who was, like, a shitty fight, but, like, it was cool. Like, it was a compelling little, tight little game that I just really thought was, like, playing a fun B-movie. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm with you all the way on the story except if I have to sort of um, like level a complaint. The main complaint I have is that I really enjoyed the campiness, the continued campiness in this game from the previous ones all the way up until the end of this, where they tried to sort of make the story something like they tried to explain, for example, why you can always just cut off your limbs and stick them back onto your body, which up until then you'd just been like, yeah, sure. That seems believable. And it had been really funny, right? That you could just like pour water on yourself and just heal all of your wounds. Um, And then, you know, at the end of this one, they try and like have that make sense. And it doesn't, (laughs) no matter what they say. But I thought that the attempt to explain it sort of like dumbed down that aspect of the campiness for me. I I wish they would have just left it campy and not tried to explain it away. 100%. And if they had just left it campy, it wouldn't have been a B movie. It would have just like... Like, but because it was it had that r- ridiculous resolution at the end, where you find out, and this yeah. is a big spoiler for both seven and eight, yeah. that you've been playing as a zombie the entire time. Uh, Not just any zombie. You're made of mold. Yeah, <laughs> like the like you you're you made a mold family too, uh, and it's so ridiculous, and it's like tries, it sort of tries to add gravitas to a yeah. game that like. The gravitas is in like the the areas and the the places you fight. Like it's in the design of the world. Uh, like, and if they had just gone full like camp, like like Ash, you know, yep. in Army of the Dead uh, versus like uh, 
you know, like the initial God, Evil Dead, like the first movie, like uh, I, I agree that it would have been a, a better ending if they had just he, if he had just died and they had just let him die or or, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it it was it was I do agree that them trying to explain it was just the dumbest thing. I also yeah. saw this really really one of my favorite parts of the story, and I have to discuss this because it's such a bad story, but it's so fun in its campiness. Like it's so stupid. Uh, again, part of why I actually loved it because at this point, if you're playing a Resident Evil game, you're playing it for stupid stories. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like yes. there's no, there's no, you're not playing this so like, like Horizon where you just like right. a reveal like makes you look at awe at everything you saw before. Um, uh, one of my favorite things is like in the beginning, Chris uh, Redfield, uh, who is a main character throughout the series, shows up and just fucking murders your wife. And then yeah. doesn't really say anything about it until like near the end of the game when you find out why he did that. Uh, and I saw this thing on Reddit that was just like Resident Evil, uh, you know, Resident Evil 8. And then it was like eight, nine hours. And then it's a Resident Evil of Chris just explained what happened. And it was like one hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, the other hilarious part about that whole aspect of the story is that you also don't find out any anything about your wife in, in the sense as to what. So in, in the beginning of the game, they they set up the story so that you really as this character, you really care about your wife and your, and your baby, like their, their safety. Uh, yeah. you got them out of the old one and you're really concerned and you love them dearly. Especially However, if you they, played the last game too. Like yeah, there's yeah, still yeah. some gravitas to that whole interaction. Yeah. But the first half an hour of the game, you spend sort of, uh, experiencing the story with, with, uh, your wife and your baby. And they don't make the character of your wife in like, I don't know why he would enjoy being around his wife. Like she's, she's terrible to him. She's like just nagging about all the stuff that he's doing the whole time. They they don't make you like his wife in the beginning. And then she gets killed and you, you won't find out until hours later why it makes sense. Cause it wasn't really your wife. And she didn't but have like, the, the history that, that she right. didn't have the knowledge, but looking back on it, it was hilarious because you go yeah. on this You're huge like, this rivet. An asshole. Yeah, you go on this huge revenge quest, and it was like, man, you're going to a lot of effort for like someone that just really didn't seem like they liked you very much. It's, it's not a revenge <laughs> quest. Nice to you. It's not a revenge quest. It's a baby quest. Right. It's labyrinth. I'm just, it's essentially also, labyrinth. I think David Mia's Bowie's in there, even though. in this one. He's not. <laughs> she she is. She is in there, and she shows up as like a like weird twist at the end where she's like, she's been alive <laughs> the whole time, which makes no sense considering every like everyone's modus operandi in this game. They're all murderers. Yeah. But I just I mean it's one of those things where they didn't have to make it so blatantly obvious that it wasn't your like your wife. They could have just given some subtle hints and still made it seem like, hmm, that's weird. My wife is acting kind of funny. Instead yeah. of like, man, my wife is a terrible person. She's being terrible to me, to our yeah. baby. Um, you know, she's just she's just not cool. And then late, like hours later, you're like, oh, oh, that wasn't his wife. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, in that first thing, like that first area, when you load up the game, you are playing Resident Evil. So the first thing you think of is like you're in a nice house setting. You're like, all right, they're either going to kill the baby or the wife. Like one yes. of these things is going to happen. <laughs> uh, and so they, they kill the wife and then they take the baby. And it turns out the wife was uh, a mutant, so to speak. 
did you get uh, one thing I did think was interesting was that they connected the history of the city, which village, which kind of didn't make sense when you're playing through it because it seems so old, uh, versus like Umbrella, which is like Raccoon City, like the Resident Evil stuff, um, the mainline yes. stuff. Yeah, I uh, thought the, I thought the best twist was when you were in the the weird lady's lab at the very end, and you just happened to pick up this document that mentions that the person who started Umbrella, they were like, in, they got they, this they knew each other. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so crazy. They just threw it in there like it was a, just a secondary plot point. Yeah, and that the like umbrella stamp and stuff comes from the area. It's that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, yep. I mean, it was a B movie story. They tried to make serious, like they always try to do at the end. Uh, but I thought it was like really that was like three points in the game where the story really tried to like jump in. The rest of it is just like going to Disneyland worlds. Like you just go from like you know Castle Land, Vampire Land. To f- to fish land, mm-hmm. to baby baby land, uh, Toontown as I believe they call it. Uh, and I mean the game the the game looks so cool. Like it doesn't just look good from a polished standpoint, but just everything has a has a really well established vibe. And each each area there's some cohesiveness between all the different areas. But to Kenny's point, they all have their own unique vibe as well. And I thought they did a really good job of switching context there and making each area feel very unique uh, and it just looks great like it just it's yeah. awesome to be in the environments and they kind of each have their own gameplay actually mm-hmm. too yeah. which is really really cool like the first place to go is more traditional which is castle it's it's now like a meme but uh castle castle Demet, Demetrescu, Demetrescu, Demetrescu or something, yeah. uh, which is very much like a traditional, like Resident Evil, like the mansion in seven and or in two, or like you know, like where you're like going around unlocking weird corridors, or and being chased by people, uh, large women. Uh, there was a meme actually about that tall, there are mo- tall, tall woman. Uh, no, she's large. She's like large in size, large and tall. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there was a meme about uh, the original Resident Evil having less polygons than Lady Demetrius's ass, which they showed a like, <laughs> like the polygon map of the butt, and mm-hmm. like it was pretty funny. Uh, just to think about how far we've come, uh, Matt. What I'll tell you how th- far. Are- I'll tell you how far we haven't come, though. Because I'll what? tell you how far we haven't come. Okay. I I absolutely with this game had the same problem I had with seven. Although because this is a newer game, the problem was more severe for me in the sense that I still really feel like when I play Capcom games, the control, like the feel of actually playing the game, doesn't feel modern enough to me. Like hmm. it's. You know they're they're trying to add these things in like the the shaky cam movement when you're walking, um, and sort of just like the the sort of slowness and sluggishness of the control and the and the difference between walking and running and how there really isn't one. Uh, there's just all these like what I consider to just be expected uh, behaviors and polishes and feels of a game where and I can't I guess I can't quite put it into very good words other than it just feels old and not in a great way. It is it's kind of like tedious to interact with the controls uh menus the same way like you hit the menu button and it just it loads and it kind of just feels slow and clunky um so that was like my main my my biggest gripe uh with the game was that i always just felt like i was sort of trudging through things and it worked for the like one thing it it had sort of like the opposite positive effect on 
was that it did have this way of sort of lulling you into a sense of confidence. And then they'd throw like fast zombies at you and you'd be like, oh, good. Like it did, it did increase the tension. Um, and so if it was, if that was the point and they were doing that on purpose, that part, you know, it's good. But when you're out in the open and sort of walking between areas, it did just feel like sometimes it just took a long time to do things and get from place to place. And I didn't really like that. Uh, I can't imagine any games where it takes a long time to get from place to place being a blocker and how you enjoy yeah. it. Um, Me neither. Uh, did you like this game? Yeah. I mean, I, I really did. I had a really good time playing it. Um, uh, the reason, like, so we weren't going to take this game on. And then the reviews came in, and I turns out I just love Resident Evil no matter the context, because I've been yeah. playing 3, too. I just love it. It's just like one of those, it's like Assassin's Creed, like it's just candy games for me, because uh, there's not a lot of value to it. There is an ongoing storyline, but it's so stupid. Uh, it's just so dumb. Uh, but, like, after 7, it didn't seem like you would be super interested, unless there was, like, because the problem with seven was the latter half of it really like the boat and stuff was just yeah. nonsense. It was just like all the mechanics that you talked about hating, like you had to use them all to trudge slowly through this uninteresting ship. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I thought like, since they were like different worlds and like different areas, it was just so compelling. And more importantly, it's brief. It's a very short resident mm-hmm. evil game. Uh, and I liked how efficient it was to most degrees with time and that each area was like its own unique thing. I thought you would really find that appealing. So that's why eventually like I decided to recommend it. I thought the boss battles in this game were super compelling. They Mm -hmm. were challenging. Heisenberg's was kind of stupid, but the rest were like pretty interesting. Um, And, and like it was the right amount of challenge versus progress. um, And just like reward of like visuals and, you know, high concept, uh, battles and stuff yeah i might surprise you here in telling you that i think i still enjoyed the first half of resident evil 7 more um and here's why the best part like the part that i enjoyed the most of this game was the um the house of the creepy doll lady yeah um uh, which includes giant zombie baby slug that's one one of the greater um, sequences too. Uh, so what sort of felt like it was missing from seven, like in seven, they did this really good job, at least in the beginning of really making you feel tense all the time. Like you were always low on ammo and you were always moving slowly and there was something chasing you and you were, you were scared to look around almost every corner in seven. Right. And whether you like that or not, they did a really great job at that. And it, it added to this sense of like dread and stress every time you were playing the game. Yeah. which seemed like a really interesting vibe and something I hadn't really enjoyed in quite a while. And then they just lost that at the end. It's like, it just kind of goes off the rails uh, halfway through seven and you don't get that anymore. Um, here, even though I really, really loved all the things that we're talking about so far, the different environments, the areas, um, sort of like the pace of the action, the boss fights, all that was great. But I do sort of feel like there was a lot more open openness to this um the, the the areas felt a lot more open environment and this game isn't really well suited for like an exploratory game like going and finding the things to pick up um you know it's again it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't feel very modern in this game it feels like i gotta look for the arrow and then get my camera right over the thing and then hit a and you know I, sometimes i gotta duck it's just it's not it's kind of kludgy um so that's why i like that that part in this game the only downside was 
of all of the areas in the game, that was probably the quickest and the shortest. Like it, you zip through that house with the baby in like 15 minutes, it seemed like, and then you were done. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. I, th- I thought there was a lot of great stuff in it. Um, and I definitely enjoyed it. If I look at it as sort of just like a fun roller coaster, it did all those things and hit all those boxes, but I did find myself still clamoring for, for um, running out of ammo, like just feeling, feeling stressed and like, creeped out and scared like i was gonna gonna die and i didn't really get that that tenseness uh throughout this game almost ever oh i mean this was definitely an action game more than a horror game yeah like by far like there's no uh there's no question uh and it's in the design like this is a shooter more than it is yeah. like Vil- like resident evil 7 tried to like bridge the gap like it had the horror element and it was really it was it was a creepy ass house there's yeah. nothing really creepy in here. You get chased by the lady. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But she's more of a spectacle. Like she's a sight to see and not creepy in any way, just like spectacular in her uh, design. It, it, I mean, I knew that going in, the polish of the experience would be overall better. Uh, I figured that everyone likes the, the dollhouse. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's pretty good. Well, it has the best puzzles in the game, which I think is pretty spectacular. Uh, yeah, and it's just the most, like, thematically, it's the most it's the moodiest. reminiscent. Yeah, like, there's times when, like, the lights go completely out, or the, it's everything's bathed in red, or you can't, re- like, your vision's obscured, or you have to run from place to place, but you can't remember where you get, like, and they change yeah. which door's locked and unlock, and so you go away, you expect, and then you're stuck, and you have to turn around, and there's a monster there. I mean, it just did a much better job of just making me feel like I was playing a scary Resident Evil game. Yeah, um, and I don't think this this game's goal was to scare you. I, I, like versus yeah i don't think like so either seven i think it's it was to like be a pretty compelling like b-movie action thing like it, it felt very much like as like two complements four like four is the one with leon and was very much more action oriented like seven was more a callback to like two and one and this is more of a callback to like four and five like it's more action driven uh except the boss and the like i think one of my favorite scenes that is not you walking around is when all the different like lords are gathered to meet with uh oh yeah the the final boss what's her name she she her design miranda spectacular like mother miranda mother miranda and her boss fight is challenging i played this on Mm -hmm. hard and that was i ran out of ammo quite a bit uh i did not i I had so much ammo up until I want to say like the last quarter of the game. And then as soon as you start running into these, these enemies that you, I, I literally thought they were unbeatable. Like I threw all of my ammo, like everything I had, the all of my mines. enemies. No, it's, it's the, the grave digger guys, like the guys with the big hammers that protect the treasures. Oh, those fucking guys. Yeah. Those, I mean, like I literally thought three of them, they were really. unbeatable. Yeah. I thought they were unbeatable. I, I emptied ammo into them twice uh, on different occasions before figuring out just how, specific you need to get in headshotting them um but yeah i mean like there's like the last quarter of the game where i just felt like i was completely out of ammo all the time and there wasn't a way to get it like you couldn't buy it i couldn't find things to craft it i wasn't picking it up uh and th- that wasn't the case for the first three quarters the first three quarters i just had so much ammo yeah. it didn't even matter yeah i would say hard i didn't have much ammo m- 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 most of the time but that's like the thing right 
I chose that level. Uh, but that being said, the same problem happened to me towards the end, uh, where you're just like, these guys now require very specific hits. You've wasted mm-hmm. all your ammo killing the fucking fish guy. Uh, yep. <laughs> but your knife is useless. So good luck with that. <laughs> there was a couple of cool like mechanics. I really like their upgrade mechanics. I love the Duke. The Duke is the merchant, which Hilarious. is kind of a classic, uh, now because it was in resident evil 4 there was the merchant but this one it's just amazing and so like weird and unexplained like that that's that's really fun stuff in resident evil when you they introduce just these weird characters that just exist uh and it was great i thought that the upgrade mechanics were good i do agree with you that the movement and like especially finding items was a really great description like literally having to like you can't highlight items. You like have to point your camera yeah. at the right spot. And so I would spend a lot of time in, uh, in the maps. Oh man. I'm so, I'm so yachty. This is so bad. Uh, <laughs> I've just been playing return a lot. Uh, there's, uh, the maps will like be red. Like the buildings will be red until you find everything. They'll turn blue. Yep. I spent a lot of extra time just looking for shit to turn those blue. Yeah, and it, the funny thing was is that 50% of the time, it was a single gem hidden in the it, ceiling. Yeah, those are so annoying. Um, but the other half of the time, it was a piece of ammo on the floor right next to where you were standing. And you just had sp- spun around so many times I know. and didn't didn't kneel. Then it was like right there and you could not find it because you were looking for something obscure, but it was in plain sight. <laughs> there was one ridiculous one where like a gem was hidden on a guitar in the ceiling. Yeah, I, I found that one pretty easy, but yes. Well, but I do like what they did with um, how different you would unlock different treasures with like wheels or things that you get similar to how you would unlock areas in other games. And you do in this one. And then there's combination uh, items, yep. which I really appreciate it because it like gives you the warning, which is great because some games don't do that because they're assholes. And then like when you find it all and you get the big cash prize, it's actually like super fun little mechanic. I really enjoyed that. And the food yeah. thing. The food thing was fantastic. That was weird. That was the so weird, weird. Like the weird hunting side game. Like it was a it was if it was more involved, it would have been annoying. But because it was kind of like along the way and you were the fish were the most obnoxious. Like Yeah, the, that's the thing that bothered me was that so many of the fish because I looked this up afterwards because I was just like, where were the fish? So many of the fish that you needed to find were in areas that once you got out of them, you can't get back to them. Uh, no, and you, you can get to to all the areas with fish. No, you can't. I looked it up. Which which like oh, you could go through it again. There's there's the, at least three areas that are base that are within the castle demi whatever the oh, yeah. <laughs> the one place um, you can't go back to the one place you can't go back to. Um, and you don't realize that there's a hunting mechanic until you kind of make it back to the village the first time and see the the pigs, yeah, um, and the chickens, and so past that point i was just like where are all these and you needed fish to unlock about half of the cool upgrades that's true uh yeah. i had more than enough fish at the end though because if you go to the windmill there's some fish in there oh yeah i didn't know that yeah there's a whole um, meat section at the back what else what else oh man the voice acting in this game so bad it's just terrible it's uh it's especially your character ethan's like, the worst voice acting is so I bad thought, i thought mother miranda and lady dim and trescu was good it was yep, really hard good. to understand the fish guy. So it's hard to tell whether it's bad voice acting or not, but it, it got the point. Uh, Heisenberg was really hit or miss for me. I really loved the character of his voice, like the way it sounded. 
But it was hard to tell if, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't think it was bad. It was just weird. It just sounded different. But Ethan and they were bad in the first game. They were bad in seven, too. Ethan's so bad. He's just, like, he's so cheesy. But that, like, to me, is part of the B-moviness of it, right? Uh, Kind of. You know, I think, like, it's a fine line. It's a fine line where I felt some of the other characters. Like, to me, Chris Redfield, like how they did Chris Redfield. Like, that's pretty B. You know, he's just, he's the Marine. Yeah, you know. And it's fine. It's, you know, um, same with um, all the ladies in the castle. Like all the ladies in the castle are just over overblown. <laughs> sort of like they're just super campy. That was cool. The fish, I forgot the about fish the, guy. the flies. That was super so cool. campy. The creepy yeah. doll lady, super campy. But then the, the, two, the main two that I thought just couldn't hit it were your character, who you hear a lot of, and Heisenberg. Heisenberg is like, think of the worst Nicolas Cage movies. With the Nicolas worst, Cage is a good one. With the worst Nicolas Cage acting, like Face Off, just anything like you know, that's Heisenberg. And then he turns into basically like a huge Nicolas Cage machine at the end, and you have to like kill the Nicolas Cage machine. That was that was what it, it seemed like. Um, so they they just like sort of jumped the shark there with me. And every time I heard them talk, I was just like, ugh, just stop yeah. talking. Heisenberg was was like I said, like he was hard to. I don't really, I can't really tell you whether I liked it or not. I really liked the character of it, but then it sounded like it didn't belong in a video game, or at least this video yeah. game for sure. I don't know what it was. Like uh, the design of him was really cool, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree with that. He was essentially Magneto. Yeah, it's just. Oh yeah, and then the Duke, as you mentioned, I thought the Duke was probably the best. Like the Duke. Oh, the Duke's great. Just the way he looks, he's just disgusting looking and he's he's creepy but he's also helpful uh he just covers all the all the boxes and his voicing is just the voice is really good and in the end he helps you because he's pissed off he lost out his money because of the <laughs> the main antagonist i love that i love that his it's, whole thing's like she'd ruined my my income line yeah, go kill her it's great uh yeah what I, else anything else uh no, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, I think this game is totally fun to play. Yeah, like it's definitely absolutely. worth playing. Uh, you only have to experience it once, so you can wait till it shows up on Game Pass or something. Uh, but it's really enjoyable, and every area sort of gives you some new experience. Some not as good as other. I mean, not as good as other, but I think it's a lot more consistent than Seven is in terms of like. Oh yes, uh, for sure. Like how you feel. Uh, even though it doesn't reach the height of the house in the beginning of seven, I do. Yeah, there's not that. as many not as many valleys to the peaks um, yeah. in this one, and yeah, even though yeah, the the peak's not as high from start to finish, it's a lot more enjoyable overall. Yeah, um, than than seven was. And to Kenny's point, like it is a quick. Like I think I I was barely ten hours playthrough, um, and I tried to do absolutely everything I could when I played through it. Um, that said, since you are sort of uh, there are still some times where the game methodically slows you down and you have to sort of like creep through some areas. It it did feel like it was long. Like it didn't, it didn't feel like it was short. It didn't feel like it was only 10 hours. Like I felt like it was a pretty cohesive game. Like I felt like I played a whole, whole game from start to finish. Um, so I thought that, that was great. Yeah, no, I, I, it was like a super polished, nice experience. It was like a candy bar of a video game. Like, uh, I guess a candy bar with like sometimes almonds in it, and you're just like, oh, almonds, but it's like still a mold, good. like a moldy candy bar, <laughs> like a moldy candy bar, <laughs> a candy and bar every, made every of mold. once in a while. The, 
the candy bar talks and says like, oh, my daughter, <laughs> not even that good. Um, right. <laughs> but it's super fun. I actually hope they continue making. I, I mean, it seems like they set up the sequel at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game did gangbusters. So I hope they continue making this kind of line of game. It'll be hard to see how they usually when they change the formula, like, I don't know where they could go. But because they really kind of outdid themselves in terms of like style and uh, characters here, so. But yes, the the father's story has ended. The father's story has ended. <laughs> that's so funny. All yeah. right, well, that's that's going to do it for this month's episode of the Chips and Bits podcast. Thanks for joining us, as always. We appreciate each and every one of you, and hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back in a month's time for those of you who are not patrons uh, to talk about Returnal. For those of you who are patrons, we'll see you in a couple of weeks on the SideQuest episode. I've been your host this month, Matthew Anderson. With me as always, Kenny Myers. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.